Welcome. You're listening to the Peace and Passion Podcast, the place for conscious couples and individuals who want to explore aspects of their relationships as a self-growth evolution. I'm your host, Iman Iskander, and I'm a couples therapist and counseling coach on a mission to shore up your relational life with useful information and tips, as well as inspiration and ideas from the great minds of our guests. So you can skillfully and confidently and mindfully navigate the relationship with yourself and with others and with all of life and its challenges. On with the show. Hello and welcome back, good people. And a special welcome to you if you're new to the podcast. Welcome to the Peace and Passion Podcast. I'm your host, Iman Iskander. And today I want to talk to you all about building a successful relationship, particularly change in relationships. You see, Harry and Sally came in. Who is Harry and Sally, I hear you ask? Harry and Sally are my generic couple. They are nobody, but they are everybody. I use the names Harry and Sally to explain things. They wanted a good relationship. We all want that, right? We all want a relationship that's more than just functional. We want one that's truly fulfilling. And Harry and Sally, well, they complain. Their relationship has lost its spark and it wasn't exciting anymore. It was empty. They lost the passion and excitement and their life was full of stress and things were just a bit ho-hum. And they weren't even sure if they should stay together. There was so much conflict in the relationship. They were even wondering if it's any good for them anymore. Was it doing just more damage? And so we really did have to sort that one out. However, there's one important concept that needs to be understood in relationships. And that is that all relationship change. We all want to create deeper connections with each other, and that's doable, but we also have to understand that relationships naturally change. We can build the skills to navigate those changes. We can get extra tools in our toolkit. We can communicate better and navigate the hard times and create deeper connections, but relationships still change. They go through natural growth stages, a natural evolution. Now, you probably know this, some of this anyway, because we've all felt that first stage of a relationship, which Hollywood makes a big deal about. It's that in love phase. But there's more than just one stage. There's actually four stages. Now, stay with me. I want to walk you through those four stages of relationship development and tell you a little bit about each. And perhaps you can assess where you're at. Because it's not true that once you hit some difficulty that it's time to just end it or that you think that there's something wrong with the relationship. Sometimes it's just the natural movement going through a stage and you need to up your level of skills because the skills that you have need to match the level that you're at because there's different experiences in each stage of the relationship. You move on to a new stage, you need to increase your skill level. But it's worth it because the last stage, which is stage four, happens to be the stage of mature love and it's a really beautiful stage. But before we go there, let's have a look at stage one. 
Harry and Sally knew that stage very well. They knew that when they met, they were in love. This stage is the infatuation stage. And there is an author called Elizabeth Earnshaw in her book, I Want This to Work. That's a great book. She offers a four-stage model of relationships and she talks about the infatuation stage as being stage number one. Then she talks about realisation, tension and acceptance. But for our purposes today, I'm going to change those labels because there's so much written about them. And I think some there are better labels that describe exactly what's happening in this in the four stages. But you know what? For that very first stage, the in love one, in love stage, the infatuation stage, I think we all pretty much agree that in this stage, everybody feels complete. So you feel complete. And you believe that your partner is the one for you. You might even believe that you're the same. And it's very typical for people to kind of to believe that they've found their one and only because of the sameness in relationship. But listen up, I want you to know the Gottman research tells us that there's an illusion of sameness. There is no person that's exactly the same as you. And as the relationship develops, you find that that is an illusion and that there are differences between you. But let's not hurry off and move off that first stage. Let's talk a little bit further. You see, for Harry and Sally, when they were in love, they remembered those days of romance and happiness. There was sheer bliss between them. They did everything together. And that's pretty common because our bodies are fueled with happy hormones. (laughs) We tend to fuse with each other and it's even normal to lose part of yourself in the bond between you and to have a sense of the two of you forever. But you see, we love people for what we feel. We live in the feeling and we think that they're perfect almost perfect. Now you might see that there's differences and you might see the things that are not so great, but somehow your mind tells you that, hey, you'll get over it. You'll work it out. It's all okay. What we feel is a chemically induced state. And in the psychological literature, it actually calls it a psychological psychosis. Like there's dopamine and oxytocin. There's a whole lot of chemicals being pumped into our neurohormonal system. And the systems change of both partners. Now, they're all big fancy words, really. All I want you to know here is there's a bunch of chemicals being pumped through the body and they make you love the other person because our brains are wired to connect. We need to meet, mate and procreate and we need to connect in order to do that. And it is true that love is a little bit blind in this phase, so their bad habits are going to be ignored. You won't see the red flags. But you do need this phase because in this phase we create the memories that keep us bonded, the memories that get us through the tough times. And we need those memories because they become a strength for the relationship. But hang on, folks. There's another stage around the corner that we move into. When we finally wake up and come out of stage one, the in love phase, we move into stage two, which is all about realization and it's full of conflict. 
what we think then is that your partner is being difficult and you believe that you disagree with just about everything that they're representing or maybe not everything, maybe just a few things, but they do get up your notes <laughs> and your relationship starts to show the difference between you. And that's a normal and healthy thing because you see, when you go through the conflict phase, when you learn to navigate conflict, well, it can actually make things better and stronger. You get to know each other more deeply and you can connect at a much deeper level. But if you don't do the conflict very well and you trash each other and you don't have good skills to be able to navigate the differences between you, well, yeah, your relationship can be in trouble in this phase. So some of what we see we like, some of what we see we don't like. And that's pretty normal. And we might even believe that our partner has tricked us. They misled us. Or maybe we misled them. Both of them work. And we might even start wondering, who are you really? I don't even know who you are. Did I make the right decision? And sometimes in this stage, we haven't even got over the fact that they're not us, but rather that they're their own person. So we need to keep that in mind. They are different. The sameness was an illusion. So as we move through this period of realization, our first point of conflict or our first inclination might be to keep demanding of them that they're more like us. Why do they do what they do? And that's exactly what Harry did to Sally and Sally did it in return. They fought, they pulled on each other, they tried to prove who's wrong, who's right, they were a competitive couple and they believed that things should be done their way. And so the fights continued. They were at each other with fights and conflict and they were in trouble. So it's really important to get the skills to manage the conflict in this stage. Once you've done that, then you do move on to a new stage, which is stage three. And stage three has got some tension in it too. It's actually all about the limitations of love. And that stage can even continue for the whole of the relationship if there's a lot of stress and, and stress is something that does need to be managed. And what you realize then is that, you know, you want to live your own life and that you want to be in the world living your own life. And you find that your partner, well, you think, well, they're just setting boundaries to my freedom and my ability to live my own life. And you even start thinking that our relationship can be limiting. So you start questioning all of this. You see, when there's a lot of stress in the relationship, like when you're moving together or maybe even the big change of having a baby or if there's a personal crisis, like a death in the family, or even if there's money problems, well, the relationship has to be strong enough to withstand all of that. The skills have to match that level of difficulty. Now, you can respond in one of two ways. Harry and Sally, well, they decided that they really wanted to learn from and work through the tension together instead of getting caught in a power struggle. Because you see, bad conflict patterns can emerge in this part of the relationship. So you either learn to navigate it or develop bad patterns. And certainly for Harry and Sally, because they were there getting help with me, they decided they wanted to improve the relationship and break out of the bad conflict patterns. And these bad conflict patterns, they can riddle your relationship 
for a very long time. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. You know, the competitive couples. Have you seen those who's right, who's wrong is a bit of a big deal and they compete about who's right and who's wrong. Or the angry couple. Or maybe the people that start to withdraw from each other and they just quietly distance. There's so many patterns that develop in this stage of relationships and it's so important to nip it in the bud because you don't want your relationship to break up. Once you've navigated stage three of the relationship, I've got good news for you because stage four is all about mature love. This is where you feel that your partner is whole, even though they're different from you. They're their own person and they are whole and you feel complete as well. You have a sense of who you are in the world, who you are in the relationship and you feel complete. And as for your relationship, you even start to develop a purpose for your union, a purpose for the way you are together. Your relationship has a purpose. So you accept who they are and you accept yourself and who your partner is. And you also have an understanding that, you know, the things they don't like but uh, and things you may not like are possible to live with. You find ways to live with respectfully. And, you know, maybe not 100% of all your needs are going to be met inside the relationship. And so it's important to have also friendships and networks and a life outside the relationship. And that's normal and healthy. It's not just about the the phase of being in love where it's a sense of we just do things together and you're completely fused and enmeshed. There's a healthy distinction between those two phases. In the last phase, which is the mature love phase, you realize you are distinct human beings and you move away from the fantasy of the relationship and into living with the real person and living in the world whilst you're in the relationship as well. Of course, there's still moments of tension. It's not like it's all happy clappy here. Of course, there's moments of tension. But in this stage, you can work through these instead of getting caught up in the endless bad patterns and the fighting. And when you do, you come out feeling more connected because you've got the good relationship skills that enable you to have deeper conversations and build more thriving connections. So that's it, folks. They're the four stages of relationships. In stage one, we've learned about being in love, where you feel that your partner is the one. In stage two, it's all about conflict and you feel they're being difficult. In stage three, it's about the limitations of love and you find that they're setting boundaries and it's limiting. And in stage four, it's all about mature love, where you feel that they are whole and you are complete and it's a really happy union where the two of you can work together respectfully. And so I hope you've got something from this understanding of how relationships naturally progress and move to a different level of growth and that you need to be masterful in navigating the challenges of each of these phases. I wonder if you know what stage your relationship is at. Now, if you'd like some help in working that out, I've got a handout for you, which you can get. You'll find the link inside the show notes. And it's a little handout that summarizes all the different stages of the relationship, how to create lasting love by knowing where you're at, where your, where your partner is at and how you view them, and also how you typically view the relationship at this stage of the relationship 
of the relationship, at each stage of the relationship, rather. So if you want that, it's a good, useful resource. I recommend you get it and put it up on the wall and maybe even start a discussion with your partner about it. For Harry and Sally, when they learnt about the four stages, it was a real eye-opener and they began to understand that they were stuck in the conflict phase and needed to develop better skills in order to move their relationship to the normal growth process. I hope you got something out of this podcast or episode rather, and I will see you again next time. Take good care now. Thanks for listening to the Peace and Passion podcast. If you'd like to stay in contact, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Now, if you like something here or if something resonated with you, I'd love your encouragement to keep this going. You can do that with a review, a like or a share or just by telling someone that you think will benefit from hearing this. Take good care now.